Everybody, I am Dr. Armen, Professor Armen Asvasatjan from Yerevan, Armenia. So, we continue to talk about your last exams questions that you can find in your examination tickets. So, take uh, your pens, my dear students, pens and papers, of course, to make the notes. It's very important to understand the topic. And let's go. Actually, I find, so, uh, pulmonolo cardiology, pulmonology, we finished now, uh, rheumatoid, uh, rheumatology and autoimmunity and actually first two questions is about uh, the, yeah two questions are about uh, rheumatic fever no uh, rheumatic heart disease actually this is a question of tradition if you hear rheumatic heart disease we have to understand that this is this region rheumatic fever is more to the west but anyway it's actually the same thing so if you find a question about rheumatic fever or rheumatic heart disease you have to answer like this what is rheumatic fever rheumatic fever is a non-separative acute inflammatory com complication of group a streptococcal pharyngeal infection causing combination of arthritis carditis subcutaneous, subcutaneous nodules erythema marginatum and chorea diagnosis is based on applying the modified jones criteria to information gleaned from history examination and laboratory testing treatment includes aspirin or other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, corticosteroids during severe carditis and antimicrobials to eradicate residual streptococcal infection and prevent infection. So, largely sufficient, like answer. Largely sufficient. But, who knows who will be on your exams because I see the continuing of this question actually two questions big questions big huge questions so let's go huh? first of all what is uh, so for example rheumatic heart disease or we can answer in this matter so rheumatic heart disease RHD huh? rheumatic heart disease is a condition that affects the heart valves and occurs as a result of a rheumatic fever so rheumatic heart disease is a result of rheumatic fever, which is a complication of untreated strep throat. So my friends, if you hear strep throat, you understand the streptococcus throat, huh? So rheumatic heart disease is a complication of rheumatic uh, fever, non-treated. It's a condition that affects valves and occurs as a result, as a complication non-treated rheumatic fever, which is a complication in his in his hand of untreated strep throat. Non-treated well, uh, on well, not well treated step throat. Uh, so rheumatic fever is caused by an autoimmune response. That's why we find the rheumatic fever in autoimmunity. Rheumatology, it's autoimmune response to the bacteria that causes, my friends, strep throat, streptococcus throat. If the condition is left untreated, the immune system can attack the heart valves, leading to inflammation and scarring, which can cause the valves to become damaged and not function properly. Over time, the damage can cause that valves the, to become stiff and narrowed, which can lead problems 
such as heart failure, arrhythmias, and infections. Rheumatic uh, heart disease, RHD, is a serious condition that can lead to, to long-term heart problems and may require surgery to repair or replace the damaged valves. It's most common seen in developing countries where access to the medical care and antibiotics for step, uh, strep throat is limited. Actually, one of the good side effects of uh, of the antibiotics that are sold in the in the drugstore over the counter is that that now it's uh, actually rheumatic fever is quite rare quite rare due to non-controlled using of antibiotics okay let's talk about uh, jones criteria so when we talk about jones jones criteria yeah when we talk about jones criteria we have to understand that this is a modified Jones criteria for first episode of acute rheumatic fever, ARF, it's a modified Jones criteria for acute rheumatic fever. So the diagnosis of acute rheumatic fever requires two major or one major and two minor manifestations of evidence of group A streptococcal infection, elevated or rising anti-streptococcal antibody titer or titer, so-called antistreptolysine. O or antistreptolysin. No, I don't know how to pronounce. Up to you. Antistreptolysin O and or anti-DNAs. Uh, B positive throat culture or positive rapid rapid antigen test in a child with clinical manifestation suggestive or streptococcal pharyngitis. So uh, major modified Jones criteria. Herditis. Carditis can be clinical and or subclinical. No, subclinical uh, carditis is defined by strict echocardiographic criteria. So first, carditis, chorea, we talk about major, eh? major manifestations. Carditis, chorea, erythema marginatum, polyarthritis, subcutaneous nodules. Minor criterias. Polyarthralgia or polyarthralgia is not used for uh, diagnosis if polyarthritis is a major criteria, criterion for this patient. Elevated erythrocyte sedimentation rate more than 60 mm hour or C-reactive protein more than 30 mg liter. Fever more than 38.5 degrees Celsius degree and prolonged PR interval on ECG. So PR interval is just for age and, uh, and is not used for diagnosis if carditis is a major criteria for the patient. Yes, no, my students can answer me, doctor, what happened to you? You don't like to uh, use this term. Uh, PR or no, if you use PQ instead of PR, it's not a huge problem. So you can use PR. So next question. Yes, please open. Clinical and anatomical forms. No, yeah, typical from this region. Uh, yeah. So clinical forms meet signs and symptoms. Signs and uh, if you find the clinical once again, signs and symptoms. An anatomical form. So rheumatoidic. Uh, so, rheumatic heart disease can present in two principal forms. Clinical 
and anatomical. Clinical form of uh, rheumatic, remote, uh, rheumatic heart disease, rheumatic, not rheumatoid, uh, rheumatic heart disease is characterized by symptoms such as uh, shortness of breath, no heart failure signs, chest pain, fatigue, and palpitations. Deep symptoms are often related to heart valve damage, which can cause the, that's why we have heart failure, huh? which can cause the heart to work harder, Tompa through throughout the body. In severe cases, heart failure or stroke may occur. The anatomical form of uh, rheumatic heart disease refers to the physical changes that occur, structural changes, huh? that occur in the heart as a result of a heart uh, rheumatic fever, as a disease, of a disease. No, heart uh, rheumatic fever is a disease. As is a result, is a destruction of the, uh, of, of the valves. These changes can include damage of the heart valves, which can lead to the valve regurgitation, so-called regurgia, or stenosis. Actually, the most often is a stenosis, of course. Regurgitation occurs when the valve doesn't close properly, yeah, yeah. Now, allowing blood to flow back into the heart chamber. Stenosis occurs when the valve becomes narrowed, making it difficult for blood to flow through. Rheumatic heart disease can affect any of the other valves, but it most commonly affects the mitral valve. Mitral valve. Actually, mitral valve is the most common form. So mitral stenosis is a rheumatic fever, which is located between the left atrium and the left ventricle. That's why it's like mitral valve. The aortic valve located between left ventricle and the aortis also commonly affected, but the first place, of course, is a mitral valve, then aortic valve. The tricuspid and pulmonary valves are less, much less commonly affected. Both the clinical and anatomical forms of rheumatic heart disease can be serious and require medical treatment. In some cases, surgery may be necessary to repair or replace damaged heart valves. Another question is the pathogenesis of hemodynamic disorders in, uh, in rheumatic heart disease. No pa etiology, pathology, pathophysiology, pathogenesis. Huh? So pathogenesis of hemodynamic disorders in a rheumatic heart disease, RHD, involves several mechanisms. RHD, so rheumatism, uh, rheumatic, rheumatic uh, heart disease, is caused by an abnormal immune response to an untreated streptococcal infection, which leads to inflammation and scarring of the heart valves. The scarring and thickening of the valves, my friends, can cause stenosis, narrowing, huh? uh, narrowing and, or, so narrowing with regurgitation or leakage of blood through the valve. Actually, just uh, stenosis never exists. Huh? Stenosis with regurgitation. So, pre uh, but the prevalence is of the narrowing. That's why it's stenosis. Huh? So stenosis more than regurgitation. So no stenosis without regurgitation. Actually, it's uh, we have to understand this happens in uh, rheumatic fever. Stenosis and some part of regurgitation at the same time. But prevalence of the stenosis, of the narrowing. So what can happen? The hem hemodynamic disorders, right? Question. 
Yeah, hemodynamic uh, disorders that occurs in this disease, in RHD, as a result of change in blood flow and pressure caused by valvular dysfunction. Some of the mechanisms involved in the pathogenesis of hemodynamic disorders in rheumatic heart disease include valve stenosis. So the scarring and thickening of the valves can use, can, uh, can lead to, can cause narrowing of, uh, of the valve opening, leading to decreased blood flow through the valve. The, this can lead to increased pressure in the chamber before the valve and decreased pressure in the chamber after the valve, so-called gradient. This can cause congestion in the lungs and can lead symptoms of heart failure. And it leads to heart failure. Valve regurgitation, the scarring and thickening of the valve can also cause leakage of blood through the valve, leading to increased blood flow in the chamber, in the chambers actually, which can lead to the symptoms of heart failure. Uh, pulmonary hypertension, chronic valve dysfunction can lead to increased pressure in the pulmonary circulation, causing pulmonary hypertension. This can lead to right ventricle hypertrophy and failure. Uh, and left ventricle dysfunction, actually. Severe valve dysfunction can lead to left ventricle dysfunction, which can cause reduced cardiac output and symptoms of heart failure. In summary, the hemodynamic disorders in rheumatic heart disease as a result, and are as a result of valve dysfunction, which can cause stenosis, regurgitation, pulmonary hypertension, and left ventricle dysfunction. These hemodynamic changes can lead to symptoms of heart failure and can have long-term consequences in the, uh, if, the left, if left untreated. Yes, if left untreated. Early diagnosis and treatment of rheumatic heart disease can help prevent these severe life-threatening complications. Okay, next. Diagnosis. Uh, diagnosis of rheumatic heart disease, echo ECG X-ray. Rheumatoic, uh, rheumatic, sorry, sorry, not rheumatoic, rheumatic heart disease can be, uh, RHD, huh? RHD can be diagnosed using several diagnosis tools, diagnostic tools, including echocardiography, echo, electrocardiography, ECG, and a chest X-ray. These tests can help evaluate the structure and function of the heart and identify any abnormalities. Actually, echo is the most commonly used less expensive, uh, diagnostic imaging test uh, for RHD of rheumatic heart disease. And, and it can detect changes in the heart valves caused by rheumatic fever. It uses ultrasound waves to produce images of, uh, of the heart and can evaluate the sickness and morbidity and mobility, mobility of, of the heart valves as well as the blood flow through the valves. Echo can help diagnose valve stenosis and regurgitation, which are very common complications of rheumatic fever. ECG can also be useful in diagnosis of rheumatic fever, and it can detect any changes in the heart's electrical activity that may indicate valve damage of other heart conditions. But actually, ECG can help detect arrhythmias, which can be complicated over of rheumatic fever. The, the, the most common form is uh, atrial fibrillation, of course. Chest X-ray is another imaging test can help diagnose uh, rheumatic fever. It can detect changes in the size and shape of the heart, 
as well as the presence of fluid in the lungs. No heart failure sign, huh? Yeah, no, right, right heart failure sign. Chest X-ray can also identify any signs of heart failure, which is common complication of remote heart disease. In summary, echocardiography is the most commonly used diagnostic tool for uh, rheumatic fever, and, it, and it, as it can detect changes in the heart valves caused by rheumatic fever. ECG and chest X-ray can also be as useful in diagnosis of rheumatic fever and identifying any complications depending on the individual symptoms and medical history. Additional tests and imaging modalities may be used for further evaluation and diagnosis. Next is what? Clinical and instrumental diagnosis of rheumatic fever. Okay, so clinical and instrumental diagnosis of rheumatic uh, fever involves a combination of clinical evaluation, imaging studies, and laboratory tests. The diagnosis is based on the presence of specific clinical features, such as history, of course, of history of rheumatic fever, as well as evidence of valve damage and dysfunction on imaging studies. Some of the common methods used in the clinical instrumental diagnosis of rheumatic fever include no, of course, first of all, is a clinical evaluation. So doctor will take uh, the, a detailed medical history and perform a physical examination to, to assess for signs and symptoms of heart valve damage and dysfunction. Some of the signs and symptoms may be present in rheumatic fever, include shortness of breath, fatigue, chest pain, palpitations, and edema, no complication, uh, complaints. Uh, echocardiography. No, as mentioned above, echocardiography is non-invasive uh, imaging technique that uses sound waves to create images of the heart and its structure. Echocardiography can help identify valve abnormalities such as stenosis, regurgitation, and can assess the severity of valve problem, of valve issue, valve, valve dysfunction. Uh, electrocardiography, ECG. Huh? ECG is a non-invasive test that records the electric activity of the heart, so it is an electric picture of the heart. ECG can help identify abnormalities in heart rhythm or conduction, which may present, which may present in uh, rheumatic fever. Chest X-ray, uh, chest X-ray can help evaluate the size and the shape of the heart and can identify signs of pulmonary congestion or fluid accumulation in the lungs, which may help present, which may be present, sorry, in uh, rheumatic fever. Laboratory tests, laboratory tests such as a complete blood count and erythrocyte sedimentation rate, no ECR, may be done to assess uh, for signs of inflammation or infection which may uh, be present in rheumatic fever. Cardiocatheterization. In some cases, cardiocatheterization may be done to assess the severity of valve dysfunction and to determine the need for <coughs> surgical intervention. So in summary, the clinical and instrumental diagnosis of rheumatic heart disease involves a combination of clinical evaluation, imaging studies, laboratory tests, echocardiography, is the most, most uh, is the most important study for the diagnosis of rheumatic fever and can help identify valve abnormalities and assess the severity of valve dysfunction. Other tests such as ECG, chest X-ray, and laboratory tests can provide additional 
information to support the diagnosis of rheumatic heart disease. Okay, next, differential diagnosis. Uh -huh. Okay, differential diagnosis of rheumatic fever. No, rheumatic heart disease, rheumatic fever. So the differential diagnosis of uh, rheumatic fever includes other conditions that can cause similar symptoms of heart, fail, uh, of heart valve abnormalities. Some of these conditions may be considered in, if differential diagnosis of rheumatic fever include congenital heart disease. Yes, actually, some congenital heart disease, such as bicuspid aortic valve or mitral valve prolapse, can cause valve abnormalities that resembles those seen in rheumatic fever. Infective endocarditis, infective infection. This is an infection of the heart valves caused by bacteria, which can cause valve damage and dysfunction. The symptoms of infective endocarditis can be similar to those uh, of rheumatic fever, and both conditions can be diagnosed using echocardiography. Calcific aortic stenosis, this is a condition in which the aortic valve becomes narrowed, as we mentioned above, due to um, bullied up of calcium deposits. The symptoms of calcified aortic stenosis can be similar to those of rheumatic fever, and both conditions can be diagnosed using echocardiography. Degenerative mitral valve disease, this is a condition in which the mitral valve becomes sickened and calcified, leading to valve regurgitation or stenosis. The symptoms of degenerative mitral valve disease can be similar to those of rheumatic heart disease, and both conditions can be diagnosed using echo, echocardiography. Of course, another autoimmune disorders, SLA, SLE, so systemic lupus erythematosus, uh, SLE. Huh? Uh, this is an autoimmune disease, of course, autoimmune disease that can uh, that cause inflammation and damage to various organs, including the heart. Systemic lupus erythematosus can cause valve abnormalities that resemble those seen in rheumatic heart disease, and both conditions can be diagnosed using echocardiography. So actually, uh, all autoimmune disorder disorders are the same. But in, in one situations we see some signs and symptoms that prevalate, predominate. Anyway, no, and final atherosclerotic heart disease. This is a condition which the arterias becomes narrowed or blocked due to the uh, buildup of plaque, bullied up of plaque. Atherosclerotic heart disease can cause symptoms similar to those of, of rheumatic fever, such as chest pain and shortness of breath. It happens. Yes, of course. In summary, the differential diagnosis of rheumatic fever includes other conditions that can cause similar symptoms or valve abnormalities, such as congenital heart disease, infective endocarditis, cardiac aortic stenosis, degenerative mitral valve disease, systemic lupus erythematosus, and atherosclerotic heart disease. No coronary artery disease. A, through a thorough evaluation by healthcare providers, or by you, including echocardiography and other diagnostic tests, can help distinguish uh, rheumatic fever from other conditions and guide appropriate treatment. Ah, so, features of clinical course of rheumatic fever in adolescents, elderly, pregnant women. Rheumatic fever can present, can be present, can present, 
okay can present differently depending different depending on the age and health status of individual affected okay some features of clinical course of rheumatic fever and indifferential different populations adolescents no teens teenagers rheumatic fever is most commonly diagnosed in children and adolescents especially in developing countries where rheumatic fever is more prevalent in this age group rheumatic fever can present with symptoms such as shortness of breath chest pain palpitations fatigue echocardiography is the primary diagnosis to diagnostic tool and treatment may include medications to control symptoms and prevent further damage to the heart valves elderly no elderly means aged 65 plus so a rheumatic fever can also affect older older adults especially those who have had rheumatic fever in childhood in this age group rheumatic fever can present with symptoms such as fatigue shortness of breath chest pain arrhythmias heart failure signs so echocardiography is the primary diagnostic tool and treatment may include medications to control symptoms anticoagulation therapy to prevent blood clots and surgery to repair or replace damaged heart valves pregnant women good question actually Rheumatic fever can present unique challenges during pregnancy as the psychological changes of pregnancy, uh, not psychological, physiological, actually not psychological, but we talk about physiological, physiological changes of pregnancy can increase the risk of complications such as heart failure, arrhythmias and blood clots. Pregnant women with rheumatic fever require close monitoring by a healthcare provider with expertise in managing managing cardiac disease in pregnancy treatment may include medications to control symptoms anticoagulation therapy and careful management of the of the delivery process to minimize the risk of complications in summary the clinical course of rheumatic fever can vary depending on the of the age and health status of the individual individual affected in adolescence, rheumatic fever is typically diagnosed during this age group with echocardiography as the primary diagnostic tool. In elderly patients, rheumatic fever can present with symptoms such as fatigue, shortness of breath, chest pain, and arrhythmias. And treatment may include medications, anticoagulation therapy, and surgery. Pregnant women with rheumatic fever require close monitoring and may need specific management strategies to reduce the risk of complications during pregnancy and childbirth. Okay, tactics of conservative treatment. We will not finish today, huh? Conservative treatment of rheumatic heart disease aims to control symptoms, prevent further damages, uh, further damage to the heart valves, and to reduce thus the risk of complications. The following uh, are some tact tactics of conservative treatment no conservative means without surgery of rheumatic fever antibiotic prophylaxis. antibiotic prophylaxis are given to prevent recurrent episodes of streptococcal infections which can trigger rheumatic fever and worsen rheumatic fever antibiotics may be given regularly or before certain medical or dental procedures medications uh, several medications may be used to treat symptoms and uh, prevent complications of fever, rheumatic fever. These um, include diuretics to reduce fluid buildup in the lungs, 
bullied up in the lungs, angiotensin converting enzyme, AC inhibitors means. Uh -huh. or angiotensin receptor blockers, Zartans, to reduce blood pressure and improve thus heart function. Why not beta blockers to control heart rate and treat? No, if you remember my lectures when we talk about atrial fibrillation, rate control, rate control, etc. Anticoagulants, anticoagulants such as warfarin, for example, may be prescribed to prevent, must be prescribed to prevent blood clots, especially in patients with atrial fibrillation. Must in atrial fibrillation or mechanical heart valves. No, it's a golden rule. Golden rule, of course. Lifestyle modifications. Patients with rheumatic fever are, are advised to adopt a healthy lifestyle, including good balanced diet, regular exercise, and avoidance of smoking and excessive alcohol consumption. These measures can help improve overall and reduce the risk of complications. And regular checkup, follow-up. So regular follow-up with healthcare provider for is crucial for patients with rheumatic fever to monitor symptoms, assess the effectiveness of treatment and uh, detect any changes in heart function. Echocardiography and other imaging tests may be performed periodically to evaluate the severity of valve damage and dysfunction. So in summary, conservative treatment of rheumatic fever involves a combination of antibiotics to prevent recurrent infections Infections, reinfections, medications to control symptoms and prevent complications, lifestyle modifications, and regular follow-up with a healthcare provider or with doctor. The goal of conservative treatment is to improve quality of life, prevent further damage to the heart valves, and reduce the risk of complications. In some cases, surgical intervention may be necessary to repair or replaced damaged heart valves. Okay, indications and contraindication of surgical treatment of, I see, of rheumatic fever. So surgical treatment of rheumatic heart disease may be necessary in cases where the heart valves are severely damaged and conservative treatment is no longer effective. The decision to perform surgery is based on a variety of factors including the severity of valve damage, the presence of symptoms, and the overall health of the patient. So let's uh, to following and we'll talk about indications. Severe valve indications. Therefore, severe valve damage. That is, if the heart valves are severely damaged and are causing symptoms such shortness of breath, uh, chest pain, and fatigue, surgery may be necessary. Heart failure. If rheumatic fever has progressed to the point where it's causing heart failure, surgery may be needed to improve heart function and relieve symptoms. Unfortunately. Atrial fibrillation. If, no, my friends, you know atrial fibrillation. If rheumatic heart disease caused atrial fibrillation, irregular, irregularity, irregular heart rate, very irregular. Surgery may be necessary to restore normal heart rhythm and prevent blood clots. But actually, it's very questionable. But anyway, it's indication. Echocarditis, if a fever, rheumatic fever uh, cause endocarditis, an infection of the heart valve, surgery may be necessary to remove infected tissue and repair or replace damaged valves. About contraindications. Um, 
Contraindications. Contraindications. Uh, Contraindicate advanced age and poor overall health. There are also four. Huh? So advanced aged and poor overall health. Patients who are elderly or have other medical conditions that make surgery very risky, too risky, may not be candidates for surgical treatment. Severe pulmonary hypertension. So patients with severe pulmonary hypertension may not be candidates for surgery due to high risk of complications. Acute infection, no acute infection, of course. Patients with uh, active infections may need to be treated, must be need to treat it with antibiotics before surgery uh, intervention. Surgery can be performed. And refusal of the patient. Patients who refuse surgery or unable to give informed consent may be not candidates for surgical treatment. Informed consent. In summary, surgical treatment for rheumatic heart disease may be necessary in cases of severe valve damage, heart failure, and atrial fibrillation, and endocarditis. However, certain factors such as advanced age, poor overall health, severe pulmonary hypertension, pulmonary hypertension, very often, active infection and patient refusal may be contraindications to surgery. The decision to perform surgery is made on a case-by-case -case basis Taking into the account, taking you know, taking into account the risks of and the risks and benefits of, of the procedure to each individual patient. So you see, my friend, that's all your questions. No, of course we can. Forty minutes, uh, thirty-five minutes. I talk, and I talk just about key points. Uh, of course, we have no time, thirty-five minutes, for every student to answer. Of course. So if you just speak up. The beginning that I pronounced above, uh, for me, for me, is largely enough. But if some uh, professors of the jury that this is their right will uh, ask you the questions that noted in your exam, so I'm sorry, you have to answer like this. Okay, everything will be great. Don't uh, everything will be okay? Uh, don't be scared for that. Uh, everything will be okay. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and follow the channel. Finally, this channel I created for you, huh? Actually, I don't understand. Some guys subscribed and not the, not follow the channel. So why you subscribed? Why did you subscribe the channel if you not follow that channel? Okay, see you in another lectures. God bless you and bye bye.